Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. It's interesting, the first time we were at Har Sinai, we stayed by Har Sinai another 11 months. We were there till the following year. I'm, I'm, I, I can't go around now. I said Shalom to all the Hevra. I don't know who's traveled from the Har and who's still there. I'm like, I'm like a little dizzy. I'm like still, some, some are slowly falling down the mountain. But, but I want to I wanna share something that occurred to me on Shavuos that I think that, that might be Kedai to, to, to think about. I was sitting in a base medrash. I'm sure we all a magical experience the Minig Yisrael to learn all night. And I'm sitting in a base medrash looking around at a scene, a packed base medrash, and people are learning Torah at all different stages of their, of their careers. There was an older Yid, an established Talmud Chacham, who was sitting and learning Badafka. He was learning with a younger guy, but orangutan and learning very stark. They were fighting in Torah, learning with, with Chiyas, Mucham Tishal Torah. I saw two Bachram who at very early stages, very early stages in their Torah career, each with an English book, for two and a half hours, pouring over an English book. Two Bachram at the very beginning of their journey. I saw Bachram, younger base Medrash guys, learning with the Chiyas. And in the base medish, just a lot of stages and ages, and all learning with a simcha, with a sincerity. It was very serious. I even saw one guy in the base medish playing checkers. And I'm saying Ernst, that not exaggerating. What was he in the playing checkers two thirty in the morning? He wanted to be in the base medish. And he, he, he's not, he can't open a safer, he's not, he can't, he's not opening a safer yet, but he felt that he wanted to be there, he felt he wanted to be part, and he felt there was something magical, something very sincere going on, he too wanted to be in the base medrash. That was, I was trying to learn to him, as he says, Kalish, like, could you put your head in your Gemara? It's a good time, it's a very good time. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say, I want to share, I want to share, the time is a legit time, but I want to share, I want to I share a thought that is important to me that I want to share with you. The first thought, I, the first thought in, in surveying this scene is people at different stages. And like, don't worry, next year, Shavuos, the guy will be at the next stage and the next. And you were seeing each beautiful stage of Kabbalah Satyra. And you're seeing stages and different stages. But there was something else that occurred to me and I want to share it with you. All of us know the Zechiyav Daraisa, Shmaras Chaydash Avim. The Zechiyav Daraisa to make sure Pesach turns in the spring. We know, we, we, we had this year, we were to an extra month in the winter, that it was an Ibra year, it was an extra, it was a leap year. We know seven out of 19 years, Chazal, make a, we make a leap year. And the reason is because we want Pesach to be in the spring. We have a mitzvah, the Raisa, Shmaris, Chaydash, Aviv, to make sure that this Pesach stays in the spring. We know we count a year, a lunar year. Which is only three, which is three, is only, is, is missing. It's not 365, it's 356. 
and it's Pashat over time, over a certain amount of time, we're going to have Pesach fall out in the dead of winter. It's just going to, it's not going to work with the season, the, the, the season of the sun. And as such, to keep Pesach, we are supposed to be roughly every three years, not exact. So we add an extra month, we have that Adar Shemi, and as such, we assure that Pesach stays right in the spring. Shmar is And certainly the visual, I'm a very visual learner, and the visual always like captivates me. Because Pesach's freedom, Pesach's our birth as a nation, Pesach, we discovered Hashem, we were chosen by Hashem, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And the world busts out, like the season is so designed with such perfection, the world, like we do, busts out. And everything seems just to come alive. The world, we live in a city, Waterbury, which is covered in snow, and the, 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 the pans sometimes freeze, and things really come to a certain standstill. And, in, and all of a sudden, the season like reflects the physical and the spiritual. I appreciate a lot, I don't love the word spirituality, so I, I appreciate a lot when the physical world reflects and connects to our world of Ruchnius, to the world of Torah, because they're all truths, it's a truth. So I happen to appreciate the visual, I appreciate the reality that this world and the world of Ruchnius, it's all Hashem Echad, it's all tugging one way and speaking one way. So to me there's like a certain beauty to it. The Pesach season with what's going on, what we know, the, 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 the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and it's in Chaydesh Aviv, the perfect time to escape. The, the time when the world itself seems to have escaped. There's, there's, a, there's an exactness to it. Gishmak, that's Pesach. Shavuos is very interesting, Yaks. Because Shavuos is Chag HaKatsir, we're harvesting. What's so interesting is the harvest to me represents victory. The farmer brings his Paris home. And that's the Katsir, we, we describe Hazar and Bedima, the planting is with tears. Birina Yiksayru, and with great joy is there a Katsir. And the Ketzira represents the joy, the Rina Yitzayru. With great joy, one harvest, you bring it home. And the farmer, like, with great simcha, farmers are hardworking people. They bust it. A farmer works hard. I was I was to a tour. A farmer gave me, I was very tired. One might say, Shabbos, a bacher made a little trouble in a guy's farm. And the guy wasn't too pleased. And he was showing me, I got a tour on the deal to to make Shalom. So I got a tour of the, the farmer at a late might say Shabbos. He showed me his, this guy. He told me he takes him, I think he said four days the whole year. Very impressed. Takes him four The Gansir, I think he said takes, he works seven days a week. He's not a Shabbos. He's, he's a guy. He's not allowed to keep Shabbos. I think he said he takes off four days a week. But he showed me the whole operation. A farmer brings it. They work very, very hard. And the farmer is working in the sudda, planting, plowing, all the necessary work. Then he brings home the Paris. It's a big celebration. All the stuff that he worked so hard to produce, he brings it home. And, and here, Shavuos is called in the Torah, it's the time of harvest. And what, what makes me think funny, we were the work was just beginning, harvest. 
Now it's a precious gift to Torah. It's certainly exciting to have direction, to have meaning. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is one thing, but it, freedom to what? So we need a plan, we need a mahalach, and we're very happy. Magad Devar of Liyakov. But we got the instructions of Torah. Now we have a lifetime to like, the, the work just begins. Kabbalah Satayra to me was a beginning, was, was almost a zriya, not a ktsira. And it fascinated me that it's called Chag HaKatsir. Now I have to acknowledge that after the ktsira, there's still Asifa. And we have another Chag, there's some middle stage of Chag HaKatsir, because all of us know that Sukkis is an Asif, so there's work, but the farmer's home. That's interesting, in the summer, as a principal, so I work very hard over the summer. And there are interviews and a lot of things, necessary work, that's as many hours as during the year. It's not a different hour most of the summer, but the big difference is the, home, the works from home. And it's very different, as many of us could be made during COVID, that people work from home. You might have worked the same hours, but just that you're near the family and your home is a big, it's a big difference. Even you're working, but you're home. It's a big difference. And Katsi or Lamai says a certain, the, the Tzira is the, the farmer's back home. It's she grew at the Paris, the Paris, it's still work to be done. But it's, there's a, but there's a Rabina Yiksayru, and I'm, it, it interests me that the Torah, that the parallel in the physical universe is Chaga Katsir to Kabbalah Satira, which seems so a beginning. To like further the intrigue is we counted, we had a Sphira Saimer and Yemei Sphira. We are collectively, we counted. We didn't, we, we didn't count down, we discussed. We counted up. But we, it's, it's a day of arrival. It's very interesting that, that we're here. We're Makabal, there's really a beginning of Kabbalah Satire. It's a start. It's not an end of anything. We're, we're beginning something. And it's interesting, like we counted to a day that seems to be an arrival, but it's... Is it an arrival or a beginning? Here's the Torah. Zil Gomer, go learn now. Go, And we Taka spent 11 months by Harsinai, like we discussed. We didn't leave the Har 11 months. We spent 40 years in the desert in toil, being Amol B'Tayra, figuring out all the demands, figuring out how to apply the Torah. Yet we treat it as a day of arrival. When many days it's a day of launching, not arrival. I, if, I, if, if anything, I would sushtel Kabbalah Satayr to the first day of this man, not the last day of this man. It's the beginning. And yet we count to that day. So good, you could say we're like anticipating a beginning, but counting to the day sounds like it's an ending. We're here, we made it. We count, and it's even called Shvois. You were mechen, and now you're here. You're not here, you're beginning, we're finding out. It's very interesting to think about it on Shruis, that first Shruis. Now we, we begin again and we, we, we recommit our time. Each time we try to learn with a freshness. Even when we've learned already, we try to learn like we never learned before, with a new aschala and a new beginning. And successful learners are able to learn again fresh and learn exciting I saw somebody learning Torah, like felt the need to say very bizarre Chedushim. And I felt badly for the person because there was like a pressure. I've seen the standard I've seen. 
So I have to say, he was like forced to say bizarre chedushim. That's tragic. You can actually see, you know, you might not need bizarre chedushim just reading the Torah again. You might be new and be able to have new subtleties and a new Havana. It might hit you in very deep and profound new ways. It's only because you're so convinced, you're so smart, and you need to come up with a bizarre new way. You might, you might be able to, the Torah might be able to talk to you again, by the way. And but still, to see this as, to see the Kabbalah Satayr as a beginning, and yet we count down, we count up to it, that it's a day of arrival, an ending of sorts. There's no count after Sphere And But I want to say is something that, is, that, that I learned from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, I have to give him credit. And I call myself a chassid. I've learned two major teachings from him. And this one teaching matters a lot to me. And I call myself a chassid because of something he taught me. When I was a youngster, I wondered about the kiruv that they do. That a yid moves to a very difficult place. And they do kiruv always in terms, you ask, ask a yid, and I've spoken, I'm sure you have to many, shluchim, that they're out there doing wonderful work, being moise nefesh, far from homes, far from family, and you ask a yid, no, no, so how many are from? They look at you funny. Ask a shlech, no? So how many, I put tefillin on a yid. There's something, when I was younger, I wondered about it. You put tefillin on the, did you get him, oh, that's a good start. Uh Uh-uh, okay. He put on tefillin, that's a start. You gave out some matzah, oh, that's a start. My Rebbe, my Rebbe's father was a tremendous lover of Yidin. He was a tzaddik, a lover of Yidin. The G'dayl were very, very much of him, with Aaron, with Yaakov Kamenetsky, the Panovich Rav went to visit him. The G'dayl were very much of my Rebbe's father. And Rebbe wrote a book about a very interesting Yid, a beautiful Yid, and he loved Yidin. And he once was very nice and nefesh, I should say once, a number of occasions, he would find out Jewish soldiers and send them matzah. But to a lot of effort, it wasn't an easy task. Somebody like said, like, what are you doing? Like, you're sending some Jewish soldier. He's eating hummus. Like, does the Rav understand? Somebody like asked him. And he went to very strong efforts to make sure that the Jewish soldier had matzah. And he said a line that came from earlier generations. He said, yeah, but it, somebody said, do you understand that they're eating chametz, these soldiers? He said, yeah, but in the place of the matzah, there won't be any chametz. In that spot in his stomach, there won't be any chametz. He's so fascinated. He was so much in nefesh that a Yiddish soldier should eat matzah, should have a kezayis matzah. And what, I, what I've come to learn and understand and read writings in the Rebbe about the power of a Yid doing a mitzvah, the command of Hashem, that a Yid loyally does the command of Hashem, has a value for itself. It's eternal. The person, this moment, the Yid did a mitzvah. I, I told the Chavra during COVID, my wife and I had gone on vacation, and I got up early to daven with a minion. And somebody at the minion asked me to leave. He asked if I had the vaccine yet. At the time, I didn't. So he said, you have to leave. Okay, so I was thrown out of a minion. It happens. So I went back to the hotel. It was early in the morning. And I found a very private place to daven. 
davening myself, davening. And a yid came over to me and just, I didn't know at the time it was a yid, it was a little uncomfortable at first. Somebody sat right near me just staring at me. A guy said, I engaged him in conversation, I was trying to pray, I had my phylacteries on. And the yid said, I'm a fellow phylacteries wearer. I also am a phylacteries what, what turned that? The yid wasn't, he was a little bit slow. Single man, peg him in mid-fifties. Maybe 60. He dried the dishes at this hotel. He dried, not being making, dried the dishes at the hotel. I don't know if it was a chesed position. I think people have dryers. A dishwasher dries it. I don't know if it was chesed. I don't know, maybe glasses even out of the dishwasher. Sometimes they didn't extra dry. But you can understand the yid was limited in his capacity. He was a good person, a wonderful person. And he stayed, he, he was staring and he wanted to hang out with me. He was early to his job. It was quite early in the morning. And he came early. He was coming to wash, to dry the dishes. He told me, I always come early. I'm very responsible to my job. And I saw a flack where he's weird. I wanted to hang. I'm also. I said, you also wear these? He said, yeah. And a Lubavitch Chassid would come, I think it was once a week, I think he told me Fridays, if I remember correctly. Every Friday somebody takes time and puts tefillin on this precious Yid. I was so moved that somebody valued, valued a Yid. Somebody valued Sivli Hashem saw that he travels a distance that a Yid should put on tefillin. Once a week, Chach. This year should we are tefillin. I was very, very taken. The mitzvah, he inspired me in my own tefillin wearing that morning. I felt good to be near him, a fellow tefillin wearer, and he felt good to be near me. We were both tefillin wearers. I felt very deeply connected to the year. Also puts, and, and his chashivus, his, the way it was important to me, wears tefillin, was very moving to me. I wear tefillin, it became very moving to me also. His own chashibas for the mitzvah that he puts on tefillin, brought on by some tzaddik who travels to make sure this yid, who takes time out of his schedule, and goes out and travels that the yid on, on Erev Shabbos Kodesh should leg should put on tefillin. The dishwasher in a hotel should put on his tefillin. And this nekuda that a mitzvah, the value of a mitzvah, that the tzivli Hashem is eternally valuable. In yeshiva, I try to, I call, I give it names. I call this 10th, 11th, 12th. You can call it Avram Mitzvah Kenyakar, you can call it Pesach Shavuah Sukkot. What I call 10th, 11th grade. 10th grade's Avram is to fall in love with Hashem. I want a guy to fall in love with Yiddishkeit. The first step of his journey. 11th grade is I want him to engage in the service of Hashem, not in terms of what you're becoming. Not in terms, ah, Allah derech, like you're getting there, ah, better. What do you mean? I learned. I want him to have, to learn Torah, to go to a shear, no streaks, no build, just you learn Hashem's Torah. You sat down, you make a brach on that. Not in terms of what you're becoming, in terms just now, you learn Torah. You daven one time, a yid davens Hashem. One time, a yid puts on, not in terms of getting anywhere. One time, a person puts on, on the, on the Dalit Kanfais, puts on tzitzis. Not in terms of what you're getting to. The Maisa Alain, this action itself is precious.
This is not meant for a certain bachar at a certain yeshiva at a certain stage. All of us, all our life need 11th grade. Before the shlemus of, of the MS, of putting everything together, and there's such a thing called the structure and opinion of a person, but there's such a thing called a maisa mitzvah. There's an action of a mitzvah that's precious and eternal and valuable. And in looking around the room and seeing people at different stages, it's true there's a journey and it's true there's a construction of men. It's also true that there's an action that's eternal, an action of loyalty. And it's true there's a journey and you're witnessing a journey, but it's also true that there's right now a room full of people that are mekabal Hashem's Torah. There's an end to it also, there's a ktsira that's going on. It's not just a destination. In a certain way, Shavuos is an arrival. I was Mechabal Torah. I connected to Hashem's Torah. I accepted a Kabbalah's Allah Torah. I accepted, I connected. And at that moment, there's a Chai Olam. There's an eternity right there. There's a moment of arrival right there. It's Chag HaKotzir. There's a Ksira. There's an end, there's an, end an aspect. It probably mirrors what happens by Yiktsira. There's the Rina Yiktsira, okay, you go home. There's still some work with the Paris that are no longer attached to the ground. But there's a Yiktsira here, there's an ending here, there's an accomplishment here, there's an eternity here that's true for itself. We discussed many times before, it, it fascinates me, at the end of a day of learning, we say, that we thank Hashem, it's interesting because every day, like when we're in the middle, I'm in the middle of the sugya, I'm in the middle of constructing, I did, and I want to finish, I'm in the middle of a job. And yet, it is a, there's an Indian every, every time a year departs, he leaves the base medrash and he says, Maidani, thank you. You finished? You know, we're always in camps, the joke, learning groups never end, you know, there's. There's always a sense we're in the middle. And it's true, there's a construction going on. There's a sugya yet to be learned. There's a chiddush yet to be said. There's a mesechta to be finished. And there's something called the siya mesechta. Nonetheless, each learning session at the end, there's an end for itself. There was a value right here and now beyond where I'm headed, beyond what I'm trying to accomplish further, beyond the next steps, there's an eternity right now. You can't like add to eternity. There's eternity now. In the accomplishment of now, there's eternity. And just in looking around that base medrash, it brought to light the value of the right now of this. The Baron Shlita once came to Yeshiv and he said a Dover Nifla, that I want to share, it happened to me one year, Shavuos. I want to share what he said because there's a profound truth to it. And I want to share it with you, remind the Olam, though we learned it once before. Did anybody here ever try to stipler Shavuos night? I tried to stipler, it became a verb now to stipler it. I had one Shavuos night I had spent, I hadn't slept the night before. Came Shavuos night, I said, okay, no problem, I'll stipler it. So any good yeshiva guy knows what it means to stipler a night. We all know that the stipler Goyim was, was serving in Russian some form in the army. And we know that he had guard duty, let's say from 12 at night to 8 in the morning. And it was on Shabbos Kodesh, and it was freezing, it was in Siberia. 
It was the cold was dangerous, and there was a coat they would give whoever was guarding would wear this coat. And the stipler came a couple of minutes late. I'm sure there was a reason. I just like any story where somebody arrives late. And the stipler going to arrive late, and the coat was hung up on a tree. And the stipler, of course, couldn't take the coat on. Shabbos, the Siddur it's hung on a tree, couldn't take it off. So famously, the stipler went the whole night without a coat. How did he do it? So he said five minutes at a time. I'm just doing it five minutes. Then he did another, I'm just doing five more minutes. Just five. Any good yeshiva guy has tried the stipler, I, don't, I haven't met one guy that it worked for. I wasn't stupid enough for the trick to work. I told myself, just learn five minutes. <laughs> the problem was like, I know, the, I know the story. I just couldn't fool myself. It didn't work. And what was the stipler's, what was his trick? Bemis, the story, we all learn this. We all don't know the story. The best story and the real story of the stipler, I wish that after five minutes, I wish after 30 seconds he put on the coat. It's a much better story. That's the real story. The story of the stipler is that Sadiq can value one minute. He said to himself, for a minute, could you listen to the Rabbanan? The Rabbanan said not to take it off. I can't go the whole night. Impossible. So for a minute, don't wear a coat. For a minute, that you can hang down. And you know what it means in the middle of Siberia, under all the tsar, under all the difficulty, that you stand up and you're a loyalist, you're so loyal to Hashem. You will mitzahami Hashem to listen to Rabbanan. I'm going to listen to the Rabbanan, Naira. Then the stipler put on the coat. That's the story. That's the, end of, that's the true story. It's bad, Reb David. We teach the story. He didn't do the whole night. It's not, that's like nothing to do with the story. Nothing. That ruins the story. Somewhere in Siberia, for a minute, the stipler going. You know the value of that? That's the whole story. And the stipler would have learned for a minute and gone to sleep. That's the real story. That's the only story. You're exhausted, so learn for a minute. Learn. A guy told me this year. I told me, Rebbe, I got headaches and different zachin. So what should I do? I said, come for five minutes. Learn for five minutes. He told, the guy told me, he, he messed up the story. He told me he was there the whole night. He said he had such a five minutes. He was there the whole night. But that's the stipler story. The story is that for a minute he was a loyalist. Now he then celebrated the story. Of this. If you want to know how the stipler's night went, something like for a minute he was loyal. The next three hours he was a rice from Kalem. There wasn't a story. There was no shtadlan on the court. He was dancing for three hours. You know what it means in Siberia? You know the feelings of ecstasy? The, the year that Sadik was loyal to the Rabban in a mixed, frigid winter night. And for a minute, three hours, I don't know, he gets the schar of Simcha Shomitz for those three hours. He danced for three hours. It wasn't like yeah. Then after three hours and one minute, he's like, let me do another minute of that. That was wonderful. He did another minute. Then he danced six hours. The morning came. He was still dancing. The shift was over. Then twice he did it for a minute, the stipler. That's, that's the basic story. But the sight of the stipler, and as much as it's a trick, you're not the stipler. You're not doing this thing. It's not what he did. There was no trick. The stipler going said that if I learn for five minutes, it's wonderful, and then go to sleep. Because big people valued a little. They saw there's no a little. I told them about an article my Rebbe once wrote about Reverend Cutler. And somebody wrote a letter dripping with hate. Somebody was living in the old, it was an old, now defunct paper. 
that used to come out, the Jewish Observer, it was a good paper, I think it was there, beautiful paper. My Rebbe wrote an article about Ravan. He wrote a story with cookies, and somebody wrote him like a tough letter. I don't think it was ever published, the letter against him, but he read it to me. It was a letter like ripping him, that you tell us Ravan with cookies. We want to hear about the Godel, Ravan. Tell us the Godel, Ravan, Kolatar, you told us some funny story with cookies. And my Rebbe told me that the big people are big because the little thing is, is eternal. The big people are big because of the small, because the small story, because one time filling is just precious. To the stipler going for one minute, that's the much better stories he put on the coat. The point of the story is not his trick. Anybody who does that didn't understand the story. You're literally the opposite of the story because you're thinking it's only valuable the whole night. How can I fool myself? You have no shaykhs to the story. The story of the stapler is why not learn for five minutes? That's also precious. And what other people would say, I can't go the whole night. The stapler said, you know what it means for a minute? In the Siberian winter, I'll be loyal to the Rabbanan and I'll keep the Dvar Hashem that your Rabbanan told me not to take the coat off and I'm not going to do it. For one minute, because I can't do longer. That's a, that's a precious Misa. Precious. That's right there that you, he warmed, the whole Siberia became warm just from that. That's the real story, is the value, the sincerity and value of a Misa Mitzvah, not in terms of what you're becoming. And 11th grade is a stage all of us need in our Avaidus Hashem. That there's a value. You, you ran to a minion. Oh, you're doing better. You're getting up. We're like so busy with streaks and with becoming as we should build. There's a, there's a binion of a tzuras adam. There's such a thing. There's a, there's a structure of a human being. And there's a sugya like that too. But there's also one minute. There's also the, the Yid went to a tefillah. He ran and he davened the tefillah. And the value of that, the eternal value of that, that has to be learned by ourselves. That has to be incorporated. There's eternal life that Hashem planted inside of us. The value, the tremendous value of, 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 of a Maisa Mitzvah. The, the eternal value of a Maisa Mitzvah that's precious. That's very, very precious. I've, we, 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 we've learned together the parish of Rus at different occasions. We've discussed what Bayez saw in Rus. That he married Rus, that he, that, that, that he, that he, that this great Zivo that brought Mashiach. And we discussed that in, in a situation where there's such, she's such difficult situation. She's an Almana, she's a, she's a Giyaris, she's poor. And she's in a sudden, like the, the Spitz picture of down and out, of, of being an outsider, of being, of being in a situation you're so, so, such a deep struggle and so far out, and yet she's so medactic on the mitzvah, such an exactness of the tzivoy Hashem. An exactness at that difficult situation, there's a value for that. She's counting two, three pieces now. Two, yeah. The loyalty and exactness of a, of a, of a small thing, of a, of a situation, it's so far. We live in a world of social media. We live in a world of PR. We live in a world of the person functioning in public. That has value. If there's a picture of it, it happened. If there's a video that happened. If, no, if it's not recorded, if it's not seen, did it even happen? 
And Rus is the story, you can't be more off the middle page than Rus. It's literally like the furthest page from center page. In Almana, a Giyaris, in Ania, like she's the furthest from, from any camera on her. And there, precisely there, this lady's medactic. She's a medactic and she's careful. Two, two pieces of lekin I could take. Two strands, two pieces of, of grain I could take. Three, no. That there's an exactness and a value for the small thing. That the action matters and is eternal. That action matters. And forever Rus becomes that same person picking the leket. It's now Ima Shel Malchus. Because the small matters, the small is counts, the small is eternal. And us ourselves valuing the small deed and the small task and the little thing is a big part of our success in Avodah Hashem because it's true, because it's eternal. And when I looked around that room and saw different stages, so we have our own shallow systems, our own pretend of who's where, of who's holding, of our own like world of climbing closer. Hashem was mitzavah, and this person is a shas chedvisa, is a tremendous asher kedeshanu, is the ktush of learning Hashem's Torah, and this person is the ktush of learning Hashem's Torah. And much deeper and more profound than our own systems of counting who's up to where and who's what stage, in a much deeper way, two yidin were profoundly connected to Hashem, because Hashem was mitzavah to learn His Torah, and they sat down that which gives kedusha. Much more that, like, like, like Reb Chaim Lashen teach us, one learning Torah Shaloi Lishma is equal to the Kedush of 612 mitzvahs Lishma. And each one sitting there and learning has an immense Kedusha of an arrival that they're both there and they're both very connected. Both Mole Kedusha of this moment, not in terms of where they're headed, just in terms of what they're doing, they've arrived. That's what I decided, that's what I, that's what I saw to myself, that's what I decided to see for myself. And that truth of people learning Hashem's Torah very much arrived. And as such, the Chag of Kabbalah Satar's Chag here. With all that you'll build, and there's much to build with Torah, there's an arrival also to the person who's Mechabal the Torah, to the person who's studying the Torah, to the person who's engaged in the mitzvah. There was... There was, me and that Yid were very, very similar in both donning our phylacteries. We were very similar. He was doing Tzivi Hashem. I was also doing Tzivi Hashem. Thank you. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.